Rosemary Rangi Taura has secured us a private invitation into a Māori chef's kitchen. Eriweti Tutaki tells us what Māori kai, or food, is to him and also teaches us how to make karingo, or seaweed, cured salmon. Welcome to Takapuna, Auckland, here at the local RSA. We're here to meet Chef Eru Tutaki, so let's go and meet him. Kia ora e hua. Kia ora. So you're from Ngātsirireahu? Yep, yep. Ko Tainui Te Waka, ko Puriura Te Maunga, ko Waimeha Te Awa, ko Ririahu Te Marae, Te Miringa Hoki, ko Iruiti Tutaki Taku Ingoa. Uh, kia ora. Tēnā koe. So we're here to talk about kai, kai Māori. So tell me a little bit about what is Māori kai because we are, we are well accustomed to boil-ups and hangi, but Māori kai is more than that, ne? Yeah, uh, for, for me, after training as a professional chef for about 10 years now, I've kind of watched professional chefs cook and actually make the links and connection to days of old, how we used to do things on the marae, even right down to cleanliness has all changed. Some things for the good, some things not so good because you end up missing the um, the techniques and the stories and, and so forth. So. so we've got a private invite into your kitchen now? Yes, you have a private invite. Um, I'll be showing you a couple of dishes um, or well, teaching methods more so um, and techniques because um, it's through these techniques that truly make it Māori. So are we able to pop into your kitchen and you can explain to us what we're going to be making today? Today we're going to actually make a karingo cured salmon. Um, this is a technique that um, I used to see um, as a child when we used to go to kafia and catch our kahawai and any kind of fish and would actually put seaweed straight over our fish after we've parfutted and boned them all out and then cure it and take it home and put salts all over it. Um, after be training as a chef and I saw different methods and how they cure um, salmon, I thought, well, I'd better bring this old tradition back. Uh, Cured means something that is naturally cooked, in a way. Uh, for example, some people when they do raw fish, they use lemon. And because lemon has a high acidic level, it's cooking the fish. The same principle applies when you're using seaweed. It's cooking the fish. Whoa! What's in it? What, what's in it that makes it cook? It's the salt. The, the high level of salts. Uh, like, um, for example, uh, one of the main cultures that, one of many cultures that use salts as cooking method, have you heard the word prosciutto? <laughs> yeah, I have, but I don't know what it means. <laughs> it means ham that is cooked with salt. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, so it's just covered in salt. Salt, 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 salt. Cooks, cooks, cooks. But it's over a period of months that cooks it. So today we're making, we're not doing the whole couple of months on the salmon, we're actually just going to just show you the techniques or talk about the techniques and the methods, as well as our rongo um, that we use in it as well. Okay? So, I'm grabbing a half of kawakawa. 
chop that up real fine. I'm also getting dry um, cutting oil. So this is dry cutting oil. So it's already dried. And what happens with dry cutting oil is that as soon as you add water to it, it becomes so soft and moist, and then the salt content comes straight out of that. So I'm actually going to just cut that. It's kind of like real plasticky. It looks like plastic, but once I add that to the salmon, because the salmon's quite moist, it's actually going to release all its juices and so forth and so forth. It's kind of the colour. It's black when it's dried, and you know when you're eating sushi, it looks like that. Nick? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it, well, in, in hindsight. Sushi is seaweed. It's, yeah. it's equivalent. It's the same family, same fano. Um, it's just made differently. Um, the sushi rolls or the sushi paper, you could actually use. Um, in some, uh, when I do real fine dining methods, I will actually use the sushi paper and slice salmon and roll it, but using that as a curing method, just for a little canapé. So all that effort. Um, for one little small dish kind of thing. So I've just got a fresh salmon here. And all I'm doing is I'm placing it straight onto a glad wrap. How many grams is that? Uh, this is probably about 120 gram salmon. And it's um, a quick one to cook. But if you've got kahawai or any fish that you've caught fresh, you can do the same method. The fish becomes irrelevant, it becomes the technique more so. So, all I've done is I've put the salmon straight onto a glad wrap. Now, what I'm doing is I'm actually putting the cutting oil straight on top of the salmon. This way, here, I could leave this for about, uh, I'd probably leave it overnight naturally. Now, I'm sprinkling all the koa koa because the whole aim for this dish is to let the salts do its job, let the salt cook it. The longer you leave it, the better it will become, and the stronger the flavour too. So I'm also using sock rock, uh, rock salt, and the more the merrier, the more salt you put on, the faster it's actually going to cook. So if I put about, say, 50 grams of grated salt, rock salt, straight over the top, or I could even leave them whole, put it straight on it. That's fine too. So plenty of salt in there. So is the cutting oil, um, the cutting oil, or the seaweed cooking it as well as the salt? Yeah, as well as the salt. So I'm using two salty methods in a way. This is one of my little secrets, chili sauce. We love your secrets. <laughs> so I'm just pouring a line of chili sauce straight over the top, right down the middle of the salmon. Because what this is going to do is while I'm while it's sitting in the fridge, all that sweetness from the chili is going to permeate and marinate through. I'm creating its own marinade, and it's in itself. So, um, Maori or Tangata Whenua used to use this type. Well, not with the glad wrap, of course, but no. use this method. How in the old days? Um, in the old days, we'd use actually whole cutting oil. Um, these are different types of cutting oil. There's not only the, the seaweed one, the cutting oil, there's also bull kelp. Bull kelp is like a, a big fat pod. You can actually cut the top of it and it becomes a pouch. 
And in that pouch is what we used to actually put our fish inside of, sew it up, and then that was our curing process. Um, and it's that method of old school that I want to kind of revive in terms of um, creating a school or creating an education process. If you cut one of those in half, or even the top of it, you've actually got yourself a pouch. Um, um, sometimes um, what I've done with those pouches is I did a dinner for um, some guests that came from America. Um, I grabbed one of the pouches, I filled it up with seafood, mussels, everything, and craze, and sewed it up and threw it straight on the open fire. Because that method there and that technique is days of old. It's, it's utilising what's, what's around you um, and still getting that native flavour, that natural flavour out of it. Why is it important to you to bring back these types of methods? Um, I, I think for myself in terms of um, um, I have a, a dear cousin of mine, uh, Te Awhina Riwaka, who actually had her clinic in uh, Purirua, who passed away quite a few years ago. Um, and she was, everything was about rungoa and how she put it together for the people. Um, and by, I'd say I was inspired by her, in a way, um, and other whānau from home that use rungoa for helping people. All in terms of using it for food, it's about giving it another purpose, um, another pathway for our rungoa, um, but more so for our identity too. Because as soon as I started cooking with rungoa Māori, I changed my concept from being a wannabe Gordon Ramsay to actually a Māori native chef. So kūtini te whakaaro. Um, one of the main things that I do when I collect my herbs is karakia. The same when you come into the kitchen, me karakia. Why? Because you're cooking with rongoa Māori. So the, the, the whole concept's changed now. From training as a, as a Pākehā chef to now training as a Māori chef. So it's not only Māori food, it's Māori whakaaro, Māori karakia and Māori kai. <laughs> so what's our next step? So um, from there we're actually just going to let that rest for, um, like that'll be ready by at least 24 hours. Yeah, so by then you can actually slice it up, serve it as a canapé, something small, uh, <laughs> like think small portions. These are like nibbles, little nibbles that you can um, slice small portions off. Like once I've, for example, once I've done that um, and it's set for a day, I just wash off all the salt, wash off all the karingo, and it's actually ready to eat you know, straight away. What does it look like when, when it's cured? So 24 hours later, what will that, um, that nice pink yeah, orangey well colour look like? nice pink orangey colour will go away because it will have all this black stuff straight over the top of it, and that's from the seaweed. Um, another method that you can also use for this is actually put beetroot on as well. So it actually has, when you slice that, that um, salmon, you'll have a red tinge, at the, you'll have a, a layer of black, a layer of red, and then your salmon. So it's just different techniques that I've experimented with and had a go with. And a lot of it is trial and error in terms of what works and what does not work. Um, and that's pretty much my karingo cured salmon. Ah, te reko hoki o te kai. Eruiti tutaki there. And to check out some of the photos of Rosemary's visit to the RSA in the North Shore, head to radionz.co.nz forward slash te ahi ka.